This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Received a quarter of an inch of rain last weekend with the best benefit to crops being cooler temperatures. We have gotten from one-tenth to four-tenths of an inch of rain on our farms each week the first three weeks of June. Another system is forecast to bring rain Thursday with totals again favoring eastern Iowa and the eastern Corn Belt in general. Crops have used what subsoil moisture reserves they had to mitigate the stress from many days of 90 degree plus heat. Water usage at this stage of corn plant development is under two-tenths of an inch per day, but it increases to a third of an inch per day as the plant develops to pollinate. An inch of rain then lasts three days. We typically have some water in the soil so that we do not have to depend entirely on rain to meet our summer moisture needs. We started drying out about a year ago at this time, where the 2020 corn crop literally died before our eyes as it ran out of water late season, taking 50 bushel per acre off my yield potential. We have never regained subsoil moisture recharge between seasons, so our soil moisture levels have already been depleted to the point where there is not much there. Cooler temperatures will reduce the plant's water consumption, but you cannot grow corn without water. Genetics have improved, but not that much. If we continue to get rain each week short of crop moisture needs over the next month, and if hot temperatures return, I do not believe that our corn here in this region can fully and successfully pollinate and produce grain. This is on 225 bushel per acre high CSR farms. Without soil moisture reserves, heavy versus light ground makes little difference in July. In 48 crop seasons, I have never doubted that my corn crop would pollinate until this one. Timely substantive rains had never been more critical than for this season. I have a partner in our crop insurance and property casualty insurance companies who I graduated from high school with 51 years ago. We had to postpone our 50-year class reunion Crop insurance revenue coverage goes up in total given the harvest price option. He told me that given the setup to this season, particularly the lack of subsoil moisture reserves and other factors, tile stopped running as did his basement sump pump, that he was starting out with the premise that we could grow zero bushels this year. That is the premise we based our crop insurance plan on. We have better insurance coverage on corn than on soybeans, so my partner went so far as to plant all corn on corn because he could better protect the revenue of corn rather than soybeans. I'm 63% corn. We did the 85% RA coverage and then paid the extra premium to bump that up to 95% of APH coverage. Crop insurance revenue coverage goes up in total given the harvest price option. So the worst my crop is a higher fall coverage price should boost the dollars paid out of the policy. We also have ECO county coverage from the USDA farm program. If the county actual yield falls below the designated county yield, you get a payment. My partner said that could be as much as $200 an acre. One bottom line here is that we can sleep at night if conditions are so bad that the worst case scenario does unfold. Agronomically, I did nothing to reduce yield potential if we get timely rains. Plan for the worst, but hope for the best. In addition to that, I still have some unpriced corn and soybeans left from 2020. 
It was always part of my market plan to hold some 2020 crops into July and August. I've had the discipline to do that. I have sold no 2021 crop. If you think that your production could be zero, why would you forward price anything? I am along both corn and soybean futures and options. I consider that to be a hedge to protect my crop revenue if I produce very little. If the worst case scenario unfolds as it could, this will shake markets to their core. Domestic end users in dry regions are at great risk and China plays them for fools. They will run out before China does. Just as we told our subscribers last week, USDA confirmed 500,000 metric ton of soybeans sold to China today. And there is at least another 500,000 metric tons yet to be announced. USDA has helped China fleece U.S. farmers with their pathetic, inaccurate balance sheet forecasts. China, which came into the market as expected last week to scoop up a bargain in our soybean market, is going to take every bushel above pipeline supply that we will produce. We are now in a full-fledged weather market. If you got rain, you were in great shape. And if not, we have our plan. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.